Welcome to Truth, Lies, Shenanigans Podcast. Social commentary, hot topics, amazing guests, with a ton of fun and shenanigans along the way. This week's yeah. podcast artist, Nelly Ninkova, is joining the show. She'll tell us about her new art studio and her amazing art project called Dream Women. We'll also try to get her insights on women's rights in America. Then later in the show, we'll talk about Fox News executive Rupert Murdoch admitting Fox News was endorsing false election claims. Christina Aguilera promoting anti-aging injections. And Idris Elba saying he doesn't want to be called a black actor. And we also have to address some truly disturbing allegations against one of our former guests. Before we get into the podcast, let me introduce you to my co-host. First up, college student, model, business owner, streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, Miss Gianni Storm. Hey guys, happy Sunday, fun day. It was a beautiful, beautiful week. I actually enjoyed walking my dog this week. That's, that's new. Awesome. Um, but I know. <laughs> but Neo. It's your fault. I have to blame Neo really quick because he suggested me to go to Five Below to get some headphones for the podcast. I go to Five Below. I get headphones, beauty products, dog toys, a calendar that I don't need. Yeah, that's the way it works in Five Below. Yeah. So, Five Below yeah, Dollar Tree. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I was like, I didn't think I needed all of this, but somehow I do. I mean, it's amazing you go to the dollar store and you walk out spending $100. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, easily. Easily. Because you don't think it adds then up. You know, then you know you've got a problem, man. If you're racking up a $100 bill at the dollar store or you're planning a party. If you're planning a party, I'll give you that. Okay, so maybe I didn't spend $100 walking out the Dollar Tree, but... Easily below. 50, 60. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm I, still boycotting Dollar Tree, though, because they increased their prices. They're no longer just a dollar. So You're right. They I'm they still, went up to I'm like a boycotting. dollar and a quarter. I'm still boycotting. <laughs> Buck 25. Oh, please. They sold me on the everything's a dollar thing. Now they, they can't be switching it oh. up now. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we have our nature lover, gamer, rock star, coming to you from Ontario, Canada, Mr. Rob B. Rock. What's up? What's up, everyone? It's good to be here. I, if I'm being honest, I had kind of a tough week uh, from a mental health perspective, but I'm feeling better now. Um, okay, yeah, good. I came across uh, some old letters that uh, my brother had written leading up to his suicide in 2003 that I'd never seen oh, before. Wow. And um, it took me to a dark place. I, I did end up taking a few days off of work just to process and help me reset. I leaned on my wife for support. I reached out to a few of my closest friends. And really, I am glad to say that I'm feeling much better after taking, after talking things out and just taking some time to myself. It was just, uh, it was a lot that it was unexpected, right? But uh, on the the plus side, yesterday, my wife and I took a beautiful walk on the lake just up the street. Uh, It was sunny, it was beautiful, and it really helped to clear my head. So I'm feeling great tonight. And I'm ready for another great guest and some interesting topics. 
Robbie, I'm happy you're feeling oh, better. Because I know it's, yeah, it's tough Rob. sometimes. You had, a, you had a rough week, so sorry to hear that, buddy. And thank you for being Thanks, honest man. with that. A lot of people, and men too, I don't want to be sexist, but men don't always share deeper feelings like that. So it's good that you were able to be open with that. That means that you have like some level of emotional intelligence. So thank you, Rob. We try to promote mental health as much as possible, and we promote, uh, you know, asking for help. And, uh, you know, reaching out to others if you, we feel that someone needs help. But if you don't ask for it yourself, you're putting yourself at a, a real disadvantage. So I'm glad that I've fostered a rich circle of friends and I have a good support network. And I'm glad you took yeah. that week off, too, to kind of just clean yeah. your head, relax. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, you need mental health days. I mean, you just need to mm-hmm. put yourself together because yes. sometimes you try to work through and, and deal with issues and. It's impossible. I'm glad Jose was there for you as well. He's awesome. Absolutely. Of course. We love Joe. All right. And my name is Neil Nix. So I got to tell you guys, I am still personally in shock. As uh, you may or may not have heard, um, a frequent guest on this podcast, the now former mayor of College Park, Patrick Woolyon resigned on Thursday just prior to being arrested and charged with 56 counts of child pornography. So we at Truth Lies Shenanigans were both shocked and disturbed to learn about the arrests and severe allegations against Patrick. His alleged actions are inexcusable and reprehensible and do not represent our morals or values at Truth Lies Shenanigans. As a result, we have ended any affiliation with him. But let me uh, quickly give our audience a few of the details as we know them so far, and, and then I want to get some of your feelings about these awful allegations. So the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children notified the Prince George's County Police Department on February 17th that a social media account on an app called Kick possessed and distributed what they suspected to be images of child sexual abuse. Uh, the police said there were videos and an image that had been uploaded back in January. And um, this past Tuesday, detectives served a search warrant on Williams' home where they see cell phones, a storage device, a tablet, and computer. And the police said he was cooperative, waived his Miranda rights, and uh, admitted the account was his. And he provided passwords to his computer as well. On Wednesday, he sent a letter of resignation as mayor to the College Park City Council. And on Thursday, he was arrested and charged with 40 counts of possession of child exploitative material, which is a misdemeanor punishable by up to five years in prison and $2,500 fine. He was also charged with 16 counts of distribution, which is a felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison and a $25,000 fine. If you know your math, that's a maximum of 360 years. So this is a very serious allegation. For legal reasons, these are allegations and more details and information and additional charges may continue to come out. And in future episodes, we will work to get more in-depth information and keep you updated on this story. But real quick, Let's just get some real quick thoughts on on this, Robbie. Why don't you start? Uh, I was shocked. I was disgusted. I just I felt this grossness in the pit of my stomach, and it just goes to show that you really never know what others are doing behind closed doors. Yeah. Because someone who presents as very positive, as very community centric, as being a champion for those who are disenfranchised. To have these kinds of allegations weighed against them is um, is significant. It 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 really is. Uh, it's a darn dirty shame. It really is a dirty shame. It's just, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Me too. I mean, I agree with you, Rob. What's interesting is my friend actually heard about this on The Shade Room. And I mean, when I heard about this, national news. my jaw dropped. I was in shock, but also because mainly the fact that he was a mayor. And like Rob said, like leaders in general that have these type of allegations, it weighs heavily. So whew, heavy stuff. Very, like, very disgusting. Very Rob disgusting. said it goes to show you just never know people. You never know what people are doing. I mean, you know, Patrick was a very popular mayor. He's won every election by landslides. He's been a huge advocate wow. for LGBTQ community. I mean, from the news reports and them interviewing neighbors and stuff, no one suspected it. You know, and you know how I feel. That's about usually the way it goes. Yeah. That it you don't know. Right. 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 That you don't know. Right. But they, when they interview the closest circle, oh, I would have never guessed. I never suspected. I would have never imagined this about them. Yeah. And, and on the show, I've talked a lot about child abuse. So you know how I feel about it. And for me, this was one of the worst allegations that I could imagine outside of the actual abuse or, or, yeah. or maybe murder or something. So literally. It, it yeah. goes it goes without saying that, you know, someone that you know I respected, I'm extremely disappointed and hurt personally by these allegations. Mm. I just I just shocked is is the only word I could come up with. when I saw the news reports, just shocked. I just never would have suspected it. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Completely out of nowhere. Shocking. All right. All right, so it's time to move on and switch gears to something a little more uplifting, a little more yeah. excitement. We have a great guest today. For today's spotlight, we have Canadian artist, gallery owner, Nelly Ninkova. Wonderful. Hey, Nelly. All right. We're very excited to have with us Nelly Ninkova. Uh, born in Dobrich, Bulgaria in the 1970s, Nelly took up art at an early age and earned a bachelor's degree in fine arts and fashion design, as well as an advanced diploma in graphics design in university. She's currently based out of Sudbury and chooses women as the dominant subject of her powerful work in a provocative approach that addresses contemporary issues in society today. Her artworks can be found in public and private collections in France, Bulgaria, Italy, Germany, the U.S., Japan, Turkey, the Vatican, name drop, Canada, <laughs> et cetera. Um, so now the exciting part. Um, so as you mentioned, uh, Neo, Nelly's art and design studio will officially be opening in Sudbury at the beginning of May. So for you locals, Yay. it's located on John Street near Bell Park, the former site of the Art Gallery of Sudbury. She's already started working in the studio on new artistic projects and paintings inspired by her life in the North. And visitors to the gallery will find the first 11 paintings of a 21 painting project called Dream Women, uh, a passion project that she started a few years ago that will probably take a few more to complete. Uh, but the work showcases women of the 21st century and depicts how globalization has made us more similar. So please, Welcome to the show, everyone. Nelly Nemkova. Hey, Nelly. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much. So now, hey, before we begin, Nelly, I have yep. one question that I need to ask because you are a first-time guest. Please tell us something that we cannot Google about you. Yes. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. Uh, you said almost everything about me. No, I'm just kidding, but <laughs> <laughs> what you 
can't find. People don't know that I often uh, watch uh, sumo tournaments with my husband, who is crazy about sumo. Sumo yeah. tournaments. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, this is which is not very popular maybe because you know he's very interested in sumo and i'm interested in japanese art and prints and everything ah. the japanese culture and it's kind of a very good uh, you know to know more about that this culture but yeah <laughs> so thank you so much for inviting me in the show and to share some of my projects as you said i'm a bulgarian slash canadian visual artist yeah because you know i can't i don't want to escape my roots uh, and even if i appeared like canadian as soon as i open my mouth and people oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, I want to say that I'm currently working uh, on several projects because, as I said, I'm doing art and I do graphic design. I work for the movie industry uh, here in Sudbury, in Toronto as well. You know, I work for a different uh, position based on, like, who hired me. So the last one, which I was working for a movie who hopefully will be produced, and it's called... Uh, I'm just a secret now. But uh, I was working on another movie I was the first assistant art director and that movie was released last year and participated in several festivals and even won an award and you can google it wow. the name is the protector and the main designs were designed by me and I'm pretty happy oh, you know it's amazing uh, there's yeah, some very enjoy- cool artwork from that. It's very cool. Yeah, and I, I definitely enjoy working with the different mediums. And, you know, sometimes when you're stuck with your canvases, but your paints. And so two years ago, I was asked to uh, design a book, uh, like the cover and the actual book right. of one of the greatest masterpieces of Albanian literature. The book was written in 1930s by one uh, Albanian. Wow. His name is Terios Pase, and it's a book oh. about the meaning of life. And I'm very honored to create the first English edition of that book. Uh, so, oh, wow. yes. Yes, it's a challenge as well, uh, but I'm very glad. And so the book was translated by an English diplomat. And we are working in a very small team, but it's yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully will have a very good impact on the, the world. Like this really? book is really very good, but, uh, you know, it's written only in, in Albanian. And right now we will have it in English. So more, more people will read it. And everybody asks himself uh, what's the meaning of life. And you know, in this book, you can find yeah. at least... A little piece of, of that. Tidbit. That's amazing. So you, you have this project called Dream Women. And I see the paintings behind you. Those are the originals, I assume? Yes, those are originals. And I started several years ago. So far, I have 11 paintings, but a few more has to be created. The goal is to have 21 pieces, which will represent the woman of the 21st century. Wow. Women of the 21st century and actually this idea came years ago when you know i came to canada i've been living in other countries but uh, when i moved to this part of the world i have more and more cultural shocks and i realized that you know the globalization changed a lot you know 
the mentality. And the other things that when you move to a new place, you kind of adopt the new culture. And the first yeah. generation keep it and they try to, you know, pass it to the other generation, but it's not necessary right. that generation will keep it so for me i wanted this project to show that women and not only women and men but i decided to go with women because women in general is like a main subject in my art so that we are all the same but at the same time we're different based on our cultural background that's the the beauty, we belong to a different places, but at the same time, we belong to our cultures as well. And we don't have to lose it. And uh, yes, you know, 21 pieces, there are 195 countries. And that is a lifetime project. <laughs> but the whole idea, I wanted to capture those type of ethnic groups or ethnic you know, minorities or even uh, some professions which are no longer exist. For example, let's say I have a bullfighter. A woman is a bullfighter, but because of the animal cruelty right now, you know, something which was a tradition in Spain, like the women can practice, you know, bullfighting right now. Mm. Uh, they're another tribe, let's say, Miao is one of the minority in China where they wear a hair of their ancestors. Uh, when uh, people with the red hair, you know, uh, because of the mixture between other people, other marriages, their study says that after a while they will kind of disappear. So it will take a long wow. time because uh, before I start uh, every individual uh, painting, I make a big research and some of them are political. I was inspired by real people. Like, for example, like I don't know if you see some of them, but like here I, I have... Is that someone from China? Yeah, so from North China, that's a real, uh, a real. Her name is Parker, and so she escaped China, North China, from a very difficult conditions. You know, uh, I, I personally, I also grew up during the communist times, and then when we talk about rights, uh, I have a friend of mine. Uh, we studied uh, together graphic design here in Canada. Mm-hmm. She's from San Lucia, and once we talked about women rights and that we have to fight and things like that and I'm, I will be honest I'm not a feminist like in that extent so she said we have to fight for our rights and I said what are you talking about Willis right <laughs> what you what? talking about Willis <laughs> <laughs> she said, she said what are you talking about have- Willis <laughs> yes <laughs> so, why like why we have to fight like for me it was something new because you know I grew up during that time in the communism like we're supposed to be equal for me i've never struggled with this okay i am lower than the man so for me it was something new and it's really took me a while to understand let me ask you something so with your projects or most of your projects being about women and women's rights are you doing one for the United States or for America that's America. going to include like abortion rights or anything like that? Or Because, you know, in America, oh, women's rights are being trampled on. I mean, I'm curious. Is, is that something that you're going to tackle? The United States will be okay. that's for sure. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it will be black women. 
Black woman, uh, I love it. As I said, I have an p- opinion, but mm-hmm. very rarely share it because, you know, imagine a hundred people in one room and that's a hundred different opinions. You know, it's opinion. Everybody has an opinion and I'm not yeah. a person who imposes myself. And I, I believe that through my art, yeah. I use it I, as a I was going to say, it looks like you're sharing your opinion. It's just through art. When I'm looking at these images, I see your opinions. (laughs) They're in the art. Yeah, Yeah, so for example, for Syria, before I started doing this painting, everybody was touched by the the war in Syria at the time. And so Aleppo was one of the ancient cities full of history and culture and was like completely destroyed. And she, the woman, she represents the mother, she represents the sister and the lover, who is kind of, she lost everything and she's kind of a ghost. Behind her are the old ruins. Before I started, I watched a documentary and it was like, even right now I have a goosebumps and it was a man who was walking in the ruins in his home and he was singing a very sad Arabic song. The subtitles was under and he said, God, you, you taught me how to love, but you didn't taught me how to survive when I lost everything. Mm. So everybody have uh, moments when we lose people we love, but it's not good to lose those people in that way. So most of my art are related somehow with today's issues. Despite the fact that technologically we are very advanced and we are getting better and better and better and better, we become very much um, primitive. I really don't understand how in the 21st century we didn't uh, learn those lessons. And if you think, what's the reason? And it's all about power and yeah, you know, yes. fame and power. Even in art, I can see it, and I don't like that. And yeah. me, my fo- my main focus is to bring beauty and to bring message to the world through beauty. Uh, Where did your creative journey begin? How? What made you get into art and inspired to be an artist, essentially? So what happened is that I started in a really very early age, at the age of 11. And so, as I said, I was part of a during the communist time when they try to find some good skills which kids have and my talent was discovered by my art teacher and then I uh, enter in this art school and I think at that time at the age of 13, I knew that I really want to dedicate my life in art because um, through art, you can say a lot. Uh, as you know, before even now, they use art as a good or bad things, you know, for propaganda, even if you think, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I yeah. mean, later on, because I was interested in art and music, when I was 16, I started a career as a, a singer, uh, as a pop and <laughs> right, singer. Yeah, uh, that's wow. great. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. I won the TV competition similar to Music Idol. One, when I was during my uh, studies at university, I studied fine arts and fashion design. And I had this career, you know, I'm maintaining two of those. When the time came, after you, you won this type of competition and, you know, the industry wants you, mm-hmm. I realized that, you know, it's not an easy path to follow. Plus, uh, I didn't want to do things which are against my principles, let's say. Yeah. But for a very short uh, time, you know, I made a name and, you know, it came along 
that I wanted to focus on uh, on my art. But years ago, I was a, a greeting cards designer for the biggest uh, greeting card companies. At that uh-huh. time, I was American greeting can't be American. Very similar to Bulgarian version oh, Bulgarian. of <laughs> But what happened is that I was interested in uh, origami and kirigami. You know, origami is when you fold paper. Uh, paper and mm-hmm. kirigami, yeah. kiri means cut, cut which means you know those pop up cards. Oh, you open it. This is, oh, this is oh, yeah. I have a quick question for you. So we talked about this a bit in the past. AI generated art. You know, we've Ooh. talked about it on the show a few times. You know, I actually started creating some of my own stuff. It's actually actually turned out pretty decent. <laughs> but um, yes. I'm curious, do you think that AI generated art would in some way replace true artists? Artificial. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no hesitation. No, no, no. No, no, actually, it's very interesting. It's, it's very easy to, to be created. But yeah, at it takes, the same it takes time, literally minutes, but there's always flaws yeah. in it. Every time I've generated something, there's always flaws and you can see them. But, you know, yes. I mean, it's going to get better with time, right? Yeah, but, but still, the museums won't disappear. <laughs> and people want to see real art. Real art. Mm. To see an art on your screen and to see the art in real are two totally different things. I was in Detroit and I've seen the, the art, you know, the murals of Diego Rivera. And I stood there for two hours. Like those type of digital art, everything is instant. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. that thoughts behind and that's my big worries because people don't think too much they don't put deep thoughts and even in conversation it's very hard for me to find people with whom i could have deep thoughts about life about you know different things because for me that's that's the most valuable things at the end of the life you will remember uh, you know time spent with people and experience you have like i want to experience more you know more memory right than money because you can earn and you can lose money but memory is something very individual and those memory are only yours you know and there is one very beautiful poem oh i forgot the name um he he said that there is no path the path is made by walking by you Oh, you create the path. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. All right. I love that. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Um, and yeah, I sorry, definitely want to know. I, no, I l- loved listening no, to you. No, it's, it's wonderful. I know. But, and I want to thank you so much for joining us. But do you have any last words that you'd like to share with our audience? And then, and yeah. then can you tell people like how they can reach you and tell them about your gallery and where it is? It's uh, located in uh, 220 uh, John Street and it's still, uh, you know, it's, it's already done, but I mean, the official opening will be on May, the beginning okay. of May. Love that. And uh, this is going to be a spot where people can come and just interact with me. And the other thing is, uh, I just want to share with others, just be honest with yourself. That's the most important thing, just to be mm. honest with yourself and, uh, and keep, keep smiling, keep, keep shining, and be you. That's the most important thing. <laughs> Sound like love the lyrics to a song I know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Nelly. It was a pleasure, a pleasure listening to you. Thank you. And Thank I, you so much. Make sure you check out Nelly, Nelly Ninkova. All right. It was a pleasure. It was fantastic. Nelly. 
I crossed paths with uh, Nelly uh, professionally at work. Uh, she was brought on board as a uh, graphic designer in our communications unit. So I got to know her just oh. through work and we shared about our personal passion projects. I talked about music, my granddaughter. She talked about her art, about She's her awesome. husband, her oh, travels. Yeah. I like the that. energy that she has is radiant and we need more of Nelly. We need yeah. more people. A few like comments her. online. Uh, Jose says, absolutely beautiful. Sherry Blaine Savory says, real art will never be replaced. Nothing better than taking in an artist's expression. And Jack and Rob says, I love that art is subjective and is only limited by the artist's imagination. Great guest. So let's go ahead and get into some of our hot topics. And Robbie, you're going to start us off with that. Truth, lies, shenanigans. The Rupert Murdoch mm-hmm. confirmed Fox News hosts live for ratings. <laughs> Tell us oh, more. Right. <laughs> what, what an interesting week in legal news. So Rupert Murdoch admitted in a deposition that he did not prevent Fox News on-air personalities from repeatedly airing baseless allegations made by former President Trump and his cronies that the 2020 U.S. presidential election was stolen. So this is according to extracts from a deposition involving Murdoch unsealed on Monday as part of a $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against the cable news giant filed by Dominion Voting Systems, company founded in Toronto, Canada. So in the unsealed documents, uh, Murdoch indicated that he was aware that some of Fox Network's commentators, such as uh, Lou Dobbs, uh, Maria Bartiromo, Janine Pirro, Sean Hannity, endorsed the voting fraud claims. When asked if the news personalities endorsed the false claims, Murdoch replied, yes, they endorsed. So now, Given that these lies have been widely, widely accepted across North America, what responsibility does Fox News bear for the damage that they've done to the fabric of society because of this, these lies and rhetoric? And should we really continue to brand them as a news network or should we relegate them to entertainment news? So they're also being sued for uh, allegedly sharing Biden ads in 2020 with Jared Kushner. Trump's son-in-law and presidential advisor. So, and the people suing him are a nonprofit called Media Matters. And they said that Fox News is, quote, a nefarious attempt by people in power to operate a press entity as a political organization. So mm. I think they said it perfectly. I mean, this is this obvious that they're no, they're no different than those white nationalists, QAnon people created their own dumb news networks. You know, I mean, news has always been opinionated or skewed one way or another. Fox News was yeah. like, "F it, we're just gonna go all the way. We just, we don't even." They care were at this extreme point. with it. I mean, yeah, crazy. they were for sure extreme. To answer Rob's question on should they be allowed to be branded a news network, huh. um, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, you guys got to think about about it. People still watch the news and kind of believe everything that goes across their screen. So for them to be a very influential news network and to be spewing out extreme lies. I mean, no, they don't. They don't deserve to be a network or a credible one anyway, because there's a lot of networks like Neo says that have their own like agendas going on. But I mean, Fox News has their own agenda going on and they've actually they they haven't been uh, shy about saying what that agenda is. It just promotes a conservative, uh, a conservative Mm -hmm. agenda. So they're, they're they're not shy about that. But I think they go way over into the other end of the spectrum. They're 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 real close to those QAnon people. Right. And that's it. Speaking of those QAnon <laughs> people now, 
because now the organizations are going after Fox News. So now what about the individual who is sitting at home consuming this news at face value and saying, you know what? They're right. And on January 6th, I'm going to be there with the rest of the bozos and we're going to take it back because it's lies. It was stolen from us. So what about these people who can now say, okay, we were let down the garden path by Rupert Murdoch and his entire menagerie of online news personalities. I love using air quotes every time I'm talking about Fox and news. (laughs) Fox news. (laughs) It's funny. funny. I mean, it still may be hard for them to be found guilty though, Rob, because I I read in the article that it's actually difficult for the media outlets to be, um, yeah, because of the whole defamation thing, you would have to be very specific. You would have to have like direct freedom of speech. It's a a whole lot. Dominion voting rights is, has has it, it. Dominion voting rights has theirs laid out in front of them because Fox went after these people deliberately with all kinds of stuff. That Fox, that Dominion voting was initially founded by like in Venezuela, like Chavez. They were imp- oh, yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff. And at the very like top, defamation to me. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch knew it was going on, right? Yes, they endorsed. Yeah. Mm. All right. Jacqueline Robinson says, uh, Fox Fox (laughs) is clearly a propaganda arm of the GOP. F-A-U-X. Fox. (laughs) Fox News. F-A-U-X. Absolutely. Faux news. (laughs) Faux news, not for you. Just deliver accurate information. That's all we ask of you. That's all we wanted. (laughs) I can't can't mess with Fox News. Lies, lies. Lies and shenanigans. The video version of the Inquirer, almost there, almost there. Inquirer has two stories. Literally, yeah, yeah. Was, we need to know more about Bat Boy. Inquirer is a true magazine. What are you talking about? Neo, crazy. This is truth, lies, shenanigans. You know what? You know what this is? That's true. Based on some shenanigans. True. Born of shenanigans. Some some natural born shenanigans. Jack and Robin said, unfortunately, <laughs> they are part of the basic cable packages and aired on our military bases. And actually, uh, there are petitions circulating uh, for from cable subscribers to have Fox News removed from their cable bundles. So those petitions are going around. Oh, they're done. All right, I'm up next. <laughs> right. Lies, shenanigans. All right, this past week, one of our own Lizzie's many celebrity boyfriends, Idris Elba, (laughs) (laughs) responded to Backlash after an interview with Esquire UK. Uh, And in an interview, he says, quote, as humans, we are obsessed with race. And that obsession can really hinder people's aspirations, hinder people's growth. Racism should be a topic for discussion. Sure, racism is very real. But from my perspective, it's only as powerful as you allow it to be. I stopped describing myself as a black actor when I realized it put me in a box. We've got to grow. We've got to. Our skin is no more than that. It's just skin. Rant over, end quote. Immediately, of course, social media and Twitter, black Twitter blew up saying basically that he just was denying his blackness. So he snapped back saying that his words were overly scrutinized, taken out of context and thrown into some sort of bullshit social media argument. 
<laughs> he said, quote, me saying I don't like to call myself a black actor. That's my prerogative. That's me, not you. So for you to turn around and say to me, I'm denying my blackness on what grounds, where am I denying it? And what for? It's just stupid, whatever. So like to get your thoughts. Do you believe that Idris Elba is denying his blackness? I'm going to start with Rob B on this. Where is he denying his blackness? I mean, nobody's going to look at Idris and think to themselves, Oh yeah, you could pass for Caucasian. <laughs> Absolutely not. He's talking about. He's, <laughs> he's asserting him, his independence from the labels that everybody else wants to subject society to. Um, the industry wants to label him as a black actor, and he wants to be recognized as an actor. I applaud him for it. I know personally, I would never want to be referred to as that white musician or a white musician i want to be a musician that's that's all i'm doing is i'm creating music for everybody have you ever been referred to as the white musician i am i represent the (laughs) white yes come on this is a curiosity question i mean uh, (laughs) i mean no no i I can't say that i have it's possible. You, I mean, but people get singled out. I mean, right? Because it's possible that you could be referred to as the white guy on Truth Lies Shenanigans. True. Well, I mean, I could be referred to happen. as the white guy. <laughs> With today's <laughs> color mix, maybe. Yeah. If I fix my lighting a little bit. <laughs> but, right. I don't know, when you put labels like that, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I find it cheapens what you do when you. When you feel a need to compartmentalize what I do into a color box, mm. it really cheapens what I produce, what I do. Right, Johnny's That's my opinion. Denying his black. I mean, he he's quite literally denying being black by saying he's not a black actor. Like that, like literal in the sentence. Like I'm not a black actor. I'm just an actor. But I feel like Idris labels help sometimes. I know people don't like being in boxes and, and labels, but I feel like when you're claiming you're a black actor as just opposed to an actor and you're a successful black actor at that. It's, it's almost like we say representation. It's, it's almost like being proud of where you came from, being proud that you're black and was able to do it. So, so it first, I, I mean, first black James Bond, is that what you're saying? Exactly. As opposed to just James Bond. Just James Bond. Yeah. And so the, James Bond. And what Idris was saying in the article was like, we need to get over racism and stop talking about it essentially and to grow from that. And I agree, but tell the little kids in my neighborhood, like tell the little black kids in the ghetto that, you know what I mean? Like I'm just an actor and the, and people see them and directors see them as black kids. You know what I mean? So I feel like too, it's so typical for black men to become famous and kind of deny where they came from. That's very typical. And I know that not everybody would agree with me, but it is. They do that. And I kind of understand it, but there's a challenge that we have to deal with in and the problem is racism and the history of racism. So I agree with you. Exactly. I agree with you and I, I agree with him as well. Because denying your blackness, or I don't know that he was denying his blackness, but He was just saying he doesn't want to be called a black actor. But what that does is now little kids look to him who who have been socially, you know, ostracized. Now they're looking to him as a way to come up like, oh, I can be there. They're looking to him as like 
Right. It's right. That's mm-hmm. the inspiration to get to where he is to do what he's doing. And then by denying, hey, I'm not really a black actor. I'm just an actor. It hurts that, that inspiration. But that bond that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But. Right. And this reminds me of when Morgan Freeman was on like 60 Minutes and said he doesn't agree with Black History Month. He, he said, you know, I don't want a Black History Month. There's no White History Month. Why do I want it? Right. Oh, you know. That's a terrible Morgan Freeman. <laughs> not talking about Morgan. Not I don't know Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Maybe you could do yeah. Morgan Freeman better. But look, I've said it over and over again. Right. Race is not based in anything tangible. It's not based in nationality. It's not based on a specific shade of skin. You know. I've seen some very well-tanned white men who define themselves as white, extremely well-tanned, probably is my complexion, right? It's not even based in DNA. You can't even say, you know, I have, I have white DNA or black DNA. You know, there's no clear oh. definition of what a white person is versus a black person at all. You know, it's made up. It's whatever we just Literally. look at somebody and say, you're white, you're black. You know, I look at Rob, you know, somebody's going to say he's white. Gianni, they, oh, she's black. The problem is people don't like to be labeled. I, I don't, I personally don't like yeah. to be labeled and, and anybody who doesn't want to be labeled, I support it. You know, if, 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 if I want to self identify as a black person, then who do you say I'm not right now? If I want to self identify as a white person, who are you to say that I'm not white? My DNA says I'm basically half and half, half from Europe, half from Africa. If we're defining it by nationality or DNA, shoot, I'm, Whatever I want to be. (laughs) (laughs) You sound that like that one lady that wanted she was white, but she like made up a whole story about her being. But yeah, Rachel. But but we our DNA is from Africa. We originated out of Africa. So what is she not black? Is Rob not really black? I mean, is his DNA originates out of Africa? If we go back far enough from the west coast of Africa, yeah, racism is, is is a construct. And I feel like when we talk about black people and culture, we're talking about the experience, the black experience. It's not just my skin color. It's it's what I've been through and, and the people I've been around and experienced. So it, you're right. It's I just think we have the right to choose the labels placed on us, the right to embrace those labels, the right to refute those labels. To reject those labels. Yep. Yeah. And even more so, I should have a greater right to revoke or 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 refuse like any arbitrary labels that you decide to place on me. It's different if I place some labels on me, if I say I'm black, you know, and <laughs> right. then, or if I say I'm white, or if I accept that as, and that's what I'm calling myself, you know, I, then that's fine. But if you're going to put these labels on me, I don't have to accept them. If you're going to call me the black actor, I don't have to accept that. And I, I'm cool with it. That's you know? true. Yeah. I, I remember when I, I was, Idris, I'm just saying, I know we're out of time. I remember when I was a little kid, um, they used to call me, her nickname was Tony. And I hated it. I hated that that name, that label, right? And I'll call it a label, but. Tony. Tony. God, I hate it. And that's how they would say it, too, just like that. (laughs) Tony. (laughs) Oh, my God. Please stop. Please stop. It's really. (laughs) (laughs) But I had to, I literally put like signs all over my house, little, little stick it notes. Tony is dead. <laughs> <Stop calling him>. <laughs> 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 Why? Idris was putting that those those stickers up. Black. I'm not a black actor. There, you know. <laughs> All right. <Just laughs> so anyway. Tony's dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jacqueline Robbins so- online. She says uh, he's right. 
It's one of the reasons that the showrunners for the Bond franchise said that he was too street for the role. He should be able to apply for white roles without being pigeonholed into being a black actor. One of the reasons Halle Berry was very successful as an actress is because she went out for roles that weren't necessarily written for her. And she got those roles, including the one that won her the Oscar. So, all right. Is That's this... Fair. Is this truth, lies, shenanigans? Lies, shenanigans. Um, I mean, this is to me a little shenanigans because why? I feel Sorry like it was, you didn't even have to defend yourself. Truth. Neo thinks it's truth. He's right. Okay. Dude is yeah. right. He doesn't Stay have out of that to man's ex- business. If he, he doesn't, doesn't want to identify as a black actor, shenanigans. Who are you to tell? He doesn't him have to accept labels. Get that. Yeah. I mean, he's not obligated, but it would be nice. <laughs> I mean, I get the inspiration. I mean, we, you know, we. Black black people in America and worldwide have been marginalized because of their skin color. Um, so I get it. And and how do you raise them up? You usually raise them up by promoting them and saying this is fantastic. Black is great. Black is good. The problem is it labels you, and then it keeps you in that keeps you in that pigeonhole. Box. It keeps you right in that box. So you're always going to be that the black people. <laughs> I mean, the only way to move forward is to actually um, lose the labels altogether. And so he's right in that sense. It's just the problem is how do you also bring people up to, to get equal? How do you do that? Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Last topic. Truth, lies, shenanigans. We only have a few minutes, so we're going to have to make this a quick fire. So Gianni, Christina Aguilera doesn't want to look old. What's up? Okay, guys. Christina Aguilera collaborated with an injectable anti-wrinkle company. She's basically trying new ventures, apparently, uh, but also wants to change the conversation around aging. Mm -hmm. So which aging and ageism we've been talking about recently, um, Christina thinks the obsession people have with aging is outdated and there is beauty in getting older. I mean, it's just weird. Like she's collaborating with a Botox company to feel confident (laughs) about aging. She's like double talking, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird. But in Christina's words, she thinks that everybody has a different outlook with how they want to age. What works for somebody might not work for the other. So what do you guys think? Um, Is our society going to look younger or will we eventually and hopefully embrace the beauty with aging? I don't think that society is, is trying to look younger per se. I think that there's a demographic that resists it as much as possible. And I feel bad for them because, I mean, like, why is it so hard to embrace your body as it matures? Being comfortable in your <laughs> own skin is so yeah. much more admirable than fighting the process surgically. Christina Aguilera used to be a beautiful young woman. And now saying she's not. She, she, she I'm saying beautiful. that she is a pale. She's a pale reflection of what she used to be, Johnny. The Botox, the cheap fillers, the lip fillers, the jaw <laughs> contouring, the boob job, the veneers. She looks more like a doll version of herself than she looks like Christina Aguilera. Okay. To me, that's, you know, to line yourself up with a Botox manufacturer and to be talking about, you know, embracing your aging, it makes no sense. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. I hear you. I've always said that I would uh, roll gracefully, embrace however I looked when I was younger. I would say, I'm going to just grow up. If I get gray hair, I'm going to just grow out my gray hair, you know? (laughs) And I definitely would never do Botox or surgery. But as I'm getting older and spending more time than I ever thought I was in front of the camera, right? Like right now, I think I get it, actually. I mean, many men tend to be accepted a little more because of their age. You know, sometimes they call like, uh, what do they call them? Ruggedly handsome or whatever you call them. 
or yeah. some, something yeah. dumb like that. But and women are treated much less favorably as they age. Um, I get Very it. Much. And not wanting to look old and, and maybe doing some minor things to supplement your appearance, maybe 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 do a little hair color in the beard a little i don't know <laughs> but especially when you're in the public eye like christina though i get it i get it. i feel it mm-hmm. I, I, I like i mean i still feel like I, i'm going to grow old gracefully but i feel i feel like when people do things like that it's it's not anything to me like bad but i feel like whenever like um if you're getting like the grays in or your hair you get the pepper um, the salt and pepper thing going on and people change the color. I feel like that's you not wanting to, like, you still kind of want to maintain that youth. Like you still want to look like you did at whatever age you did. But, um, I don't know how I feel about that. I think the only thing I don't like about aging is that I can't get up as easier in the morning and it hurts. Oh, that. And it's like, things how like that. You? Oh, you, oh, you just joined. You wait. It's it's gonna get way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. oh my god. Wait till wait till you wake no. up in the morning. Wait till you wake up in the morning and something hurts and you go, How the hell did I do that in my sleep? Mark my words. Ow. 37, 38. Just when you hit that age, uh-huh. you'll be like, uh-huh. What the <laughs> I mean no. you will just be like, Where where are these pain random pains coming from? I don't even know where they're coming from. <laughs> Why can't Does I get yoga? Help! Uh, <laughs> I need a, I need solution. It does. <laughs> it doesn't fix it, but You're it like, helps. No. All right, let's get to these comments <laughs> before we go. Sure, uh, Blaine Savory. All I've got to say is love the skin you are in. Stop trying to stop the aging yes, process. Just love it, Jose. Love it. Aging That's- a privilege denied to many. Um, Sherry also says, "Just wait, Gianni Storm. <laughs> Just wait." <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline <Seriously>. Robinson. <laughs> oh, you have no idea, <laughs> Jacqueline Robinson. I think we look younger because we have the means to take better care of ourselves with skincare, not plastic surgery or procedures. Plus, genes and, and diet this... are a factor. Back in the day, a sixty-year-old exactly. grandma looked every bit her yeah, age. That's true. And think of the uh-huh. Golden Girls. Think of the Golden Girls because oh, when that ran, right like these are women, these, these are women in their sixties, yeah. and that's how they were portrayed. Yeah. So we've changed what that standard is in society. Also, it's just like okay, well, you know, sixty isn't the end of the road. That's just the beginning of your retirement experience and joy. And we yes. do have we do have better medicine. We have better food. We have a better understanding of health and nutrition. So yeah, take good yes. take good care of yourself. All right, let's get in our game show. Oh, wait, wait. Game show. Is this truth, lies, shenanigans? Truth, lies, shenanigans. This is, I don't, I think it's, she's kind of giving me shenanigans because why are we doing Botox? Yeah. I think she's double talking. I'm going with shenanigans on this one because she's like, like, you should look, you should just let yourself age gracefully and then stick yourself with Botox. (laughs) Yeah, what are you actually telling us to do? It doesn't make sense to me. All right. Christina, Christina. All right. Love, your, we... love yourself the way that you are. You know, your lips could look a little bit plumper. <laughs> right. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get our game show. Horrible. All right. Today, today's game we're calling Who Are You? We'll spin the wheel and the app will ask a question. You must answer truthfully with the first thing you think of. Sort of like our old uh, hot seat. 
uh, we'll go around the horn and the audience. And, and as far as picking the winner, our online audience will pick the winner today and uh, the person with the most interesting answer. So our audience, we've got a few people online. So go ahead. You'll be picking the winner for today's game. All right. So we're going to go around the horn. We're going to start with Gianni Storm. Who are you? Musicals or plays? That is a good musicals. I hate I hate video musicals, but musicals because like it makes you feel good when you're watching it in person. Like you want to sing along. Some musicals. Right. We're gonna all answer this. What, what do you say? Musical or musical or plays? Rugby. Um, I enjoy yeah. both. Yeah, I enjoy both. But uh, musical performances, musicals are absolutely moving. Exciting. Um, I love plays. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a plays guy. I like plays. <laughs> Neo. I, I like watching plays. <laughs> so you know, I go out to plays all the time with the wife. Musicals, I don't know. They get too singy for yeah. me sometimes, especially if it's like all musical. I just like can't get it. <laughs> like the full thing. Yeah, I, I mean, that. it makes sense that Rob B would like. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. who are you, Why Yin or Rob? Yang? Oh, I'm all Yin. Um, very much the internal. Very much me. So I don't I'm really yin. know the difference. What's the difference? Yang is like external, like masculine. Uh, Yin is more feminine. Oh, really? Well, then well, I'm, I'm Yang all the way. Right? Well, well, I'm all Yang. Call me Yang. Right. When you put it like that. <laughs> when you put it like that, Johnny. All right. Someone made a movie about you. Who would you want to play you? Someone made a movie oh, about you. Oh, this is my dream. Okay, I always wanted um, either Zoe Saldana or Janae Aiko. <laughs> I've never said that out loud. Here. I don't know who, would, who I want to play with me. On. Yeah, I want them to play me. May, preferably Zoe Saldana or or um, the girl from Destiny's Child. What's her either, name? I say either Brad Pitt or Idris Elba. Kelly. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Why Brad? I just pick a white and a black guy. <laughs> You just try to keep it. It could be either one. Yeah. Mix it up. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go with Daniel Radcliffe for me, just what? because. Oh that's, my god! Just in the last little bit, I, I've caught interviews with him, and he is so quick witted. He is so he sharp. is. Oh my god! He's, He's funny really, too. I like Daniel. I, I mean, do side by side. Don't we look alike? Look <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I could see it like right here, like somewhere right here. I could kind of see it. Daniel I mean, Radcliffe. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who are you? Oh, do you like dinosaurs or dragons? Dragons. I'm all about dragons. Yeah, I'm more of a dragon kind of a chick. If that makes. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with dinosaurs because they were around, and it's their bones that inspired the dragon myths. So um, I'm going to go with dinos. Okay. I like the dragons just because they're fire nice. breathing. They're more interesting. They they actually they actually do something. <laughs> they fly. <laughs> they fly. All. This, this is more. <laughs> I like. Do you drive a car? I do. do you drive. drive a car? I do drive. Well, I then drive dinosaurs something. sure hell do something, don't they? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oil. Thanks for catching up. Last one. All right. Do you miss anyone right now and why? Aww. In this yeah. moment, no, but I often miss my mom. Yeah. Because I, I love miss her. my that's bro why. because it's been that kind of week. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a perfect yeah. question for you. Yeah, I miss my brother as well, one. actually. I haven't been able to spend time with my brother much. Oh, I miss him. Oh, there we go. All right, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I bet you, you have been missing your brother, Rob. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, well, that is the game. So go online right now. Tell us who won. All right. Who gets the final thought for the show? Let's get in some shout out. Shout out, Johnny. Um, Shout out to all of the people and pets with seasonal allergies. Hang in there. It sucks, but you'll get through it. All right. Robbie. Dang, Johnny, you just reminded me what's on the horizon for me. It's not, we still have snow. We're not there yet. My shout out is to everyone who is currently struggling. You are loved. Don't struggle on your own. Reach out to your support network and tell them what you're going through. Seek help. And if you need to, seek professional help. Love that. Thank one. you, Rob. Uh, my shout out goes to the brown girl interrupting herself, Maria Cosme. She records her podcast live right after hours, 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's called Hi. The Pain to Power Podcast. You can go to her brown girl interrupting YouTube channel. Check her out, 9 p.m. Pain to Power Podcast. All right. So far, we've got Gianni Storm having won the game. Gianni yes. Storm. Good job. All I right. Sweet for Johnny. <laughs> That is officially all the time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us. Hope you learned something, gained a new perspective, or simply got some laughs in. We will be back recording our podcast live next week, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Don't forget, check out our video clips. Subscribe to us on YouTube using tlsshow.com. And look for our official podcast episodes on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. And our winner for the final thought, Miss Gianni Storm. Yay! It is Pisces season officially, so remember to go with the flow, everybody. Just take things day by day, and if you feel creative, don't be afraid to take out a paintbrush or draw or go outside. Just go with the flow and enjoy every single day. I love that. I love that Gianni Storm. All right. Also, I want to give a plug real quick. At Black by AI on Instagram. Check it out. I've been playing with some AI art at Black B Y A I. Let me write that down. At Black B Y A I. Black by AI. All right. Thank you, Bobby Rock, Gianni, our guest, Nelly Ninkova. Uh, But most importantly, we always got to thank you for listening to our shenanigans. And every week. Have a great week, everyone. See you next time.